Hello, everyone. Welcome. You have found yourself once again at the 100 Lunatics podcast. I'm your master of ceremonies, your host of horror, Daniel Carver. And with me are my co-hosts, Jonathan. Hi. Jasmine. Hey there. And Nathan. Why'd you say my name last? They thought they made a horror show. They stirred a curse deep down below. But they had built it again to feel. One hundred. Forever now they must spin the wheel. One hundred lunatics. Ridiculous. This is the first official spin. This is spin number one. And what did the wheel spin for us last week? It was some slither. Bullshit Daniel decides. It did land on Daniel Decides. It was a little controversial. Fucking rigged. But the wheel is random. The wheel chooses even against its own will. It's that random. It is a secure system. It has zero flaws. (laughs) Tough to be random when the uh, wheel is like 85% Daniel Decides. (laughs) It is okay. Um, I I have an issue with your statement. Okay. Saying that the wheel is random. And that it has no rules or things that can impact it. Because in the last episode, you indicated that you tried to give it more blood to generate a better spin. Indicating that you believe, in the very least, that giving it more blood has an impact on it. And within two minutes now, our host has been called on his bullshit. Called out. Bam. Bullshit, bullshit, Mm. bullshit. Called out. (laughs) Well, to be fair, the wheel told me himself that the more blood I gave him, the more he'd be willing to lean towards me. I'm not entirely sure how true that is. Mm. Uh, I think he just wants lots of blood. I think you know what we're gonna we're gonna tell Wilter when he comes out here later that you're trying to manipulate us into thinking that he has an agenda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he's here for some reason. Anyways, Slither is our first spin. We'll find out at the end of the show what we will be watching next week on spin number two. Now, before we get into anything, when you guys heard we were watching Slither, what kind of movie were you expecting? I kind of got it mixed up with that Sharon Stone movie. Right, so you thought we were were watching a voyeuristic softcore pornography. (laughs) Sort of, right? What's the name of that one? Sliver. Sliver. Ah, fuck. Okay. I don't feel so bad now. No, anybody born in the around the early 80s probably jerked off to Sliver as sort of like an introduction to your own body sort of thing. No, I saw right? a basic... Jasmine, you're in on this, right? I saw Basic Instinct way can, before. I agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, I know Jer- you did. Jerked off to like voyeuristic watching people when they don't know they're being watched, kind of creepy, creepy, creepy guy situation. Is that what you're saying? I just mean Sliver, the movie in general. Like, as a young boy who's just learning how to masturbate, you see this rich guy that has access to all these different women's hotel room, and he can just sit in a room filled with screens and jerk off. Was that not a dream of every young boy? (laughs) Nope, just me? Okay, moving on. (laughs) Okay, all right. Sounds good. Jasmine, you thought you you might not be able to answer this question because you might have already seen the movie before. You knew what to expect from Slither, did you not? Yeah, but you know, I forget sometimes. And <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a cheesy horror movie, right? 
Right. Definitely not as cheesy as I thought it was going to be. No. So. It is a f- made by a fan surprised. of cheesy horror movies. Right? Nathan, what were you expecting? You're the one that probably has the most pessimistic perspective whenever you hear we're watching something. Uh, well, it landed on Daniel Decides. <laughs> and when it landed on Daniel Decides, I thought... You know, when I, when I got more detail that there was only a specific number of movies that were in this area on the wheel, I immediately thought that this was going to be the cream of the crop of disturbing and uncomfortable, emotionally producing experiences. So I thought for a second that Slither meant that it was going to just be uncomfortable to watch and gross me out. And ugh, I was just I was I was prepared. For a terrible experience. Okay, but did everyone have a terrible experience? Don't go into the details yet. I just want to know that everyone have a good time. Jonathan. Way better than it, than it should have been. Yeah. Jasmine. Definitely better than I thought it was going to be. Nathan. Loved it. Had a great time. Wow. All righty. Holy Yay. shit. Nathan Damn. loves something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's strictly well, it was, by comparison. It was really entertaining. And it also gave me a lot of hope for um, Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Because James Gunn. The writer director of this movie is um is the one they chose for marvel's guardians of the galaxy so that is correct all right guys the director of this movie is james gunn he also wrote this movie now he has a sort of a sordid past we can't always trust him he did write and direct movie 43 <laughs> but he also wrote and directed the super He was contacted to write all the dialogue for Lollipop Chainsaw, the video game. (laughs) And he is husband to Jenna Fisher. Really? Yes. Hmm. Uh, Is that why she was cast in this? Yes. All she wanted to do was she just wanted to play a zombie once in her life. Technically no zombies in this movie. Depends on your definition. Right. There's a little bit of argument there. Very zombie-esque. Yeah. But that's all she wanted. She just wanted that tiny little part of being Shelby. (laughs) You don't even see her as a zombie, do you? Just for a second after she the stuff falls on her. Right. And then they oh, contact right. her. And she calls. Right. Okay. She's like, I got a surprise for you right around the corner. Mm. But, so Jenna Fisher's in this. Nathan Fillion. I go back and forth with Nathan Fillion. Sometimes he's too much for me. Sometimes his cheese level is right on. And I feel like it was right on for this movie. Right? Yeah, I yeah. can't handle Fillion a lot of the time. But which which <laughs> one's Nathan Fillion? He was... Uh, Bill, Bill Marty. Bill. Bill. Captain Bill. Main chief of police. They cast it well. Like, Michael Rooker's awesome for the main. <laughs> How the hell did they get Elizabeth Banks for this? Right, Elizabeth Banks, yep. This was early on. Banks wasn't yeah. Banks yet. This is 2006, all right? She was just, I think Slither probably helped her. <laughs> but, I mean, hadn't she already been in episodes of 30 Rock or something by this time, or No. No. 2006? 2006. 30 Rock came after 2006. This is kind of right when she broke. Okay. Yeah. This is before, uh, what was it? Zach and Mary, too. Because that was like, what? Yeah, that was... 2008, 2009? Something like that, yeah. In, yeah. In 2000. It seems, it seems like Elizabeth Banks is one of those people that just... She hasn't aged a day. Yeah, like, right? this, this movie was, what, six years ago, I guess? Yeah. Eight years ago. Eight years ago. It hasn't She looks exactly the same. Yeah. Yep. 
she looks good. Hell yeah. Michael Rooker was a great choice. He plays that halfway through transforming really well. Gotta go to work. Gotta go to work. <laughs> His character reminded me a lot of the bad guy in Men in Black, though. Yes. You know, like, Alien comes in, starts making him look a little bit different. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of just, yeah, he's got to play that skin suit right. kind of part where it doesn't quite fit or mesh perfectly. Right. Sugar water. Exactly. There was a <laughs> like. He should have asked so for sugar one, water. It's, this one's more like meat. Meat, yeah. Meat. <laughs> Same thing. Meat. <laughs> I love his name, Grant Grant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Grant Grant, and love that scene when he takes that girl from the bar into the woods and they're looking at the initials on the tree. <laughs> BM, <laughs> your initials are shit. <laughs> You're a little turd. <laughs> I gotta say though, this uh, I, I appreciated the subtleness. It didn't um, it didn't try to explain what he was doing with the meat. It didn't really show him eating the meat. It you know, right? It just kind of yeah. strung you along. Yeah, he just had a truck was... bed full of meat. <laughs> like, what the fuck is he doing? Like yes. Yeah, I know. That's, that's what made it more funny was that you didn't know exactly what was happening with the meat. Yeah, there was so much of it. <laughs> he was so. <laughs> interested in buying it can and he I, obviously can, had a lot of anxiety over can, purchasing it can i get 80 and, 80 your ribeyes no no no, no, no 10 make <laughs> it 14 yeah 14 let's go 14 oh yeah some company yeah yeah it's a surprise so for those of you that don't know slither is an example of when a young horror fan becomes a horror director makes a movie that is an homage to all the things he loved about old cheesy horror, and it comes out right. Because mm-hmm. this can also go wrong. You just get a bunch of fanboy. Those fanboys are gross. Right, which is all jokes and no substance. But this is substance with jokes. It works well. Mm-hmm. The plot basically is a meteor crash lands. It's got a little alien inside of it. Michael Rooker comes along, pokes at it, it takes over his body, and then it just starts to infect everything from there. Conscious virus. Mm -hmm. We've got references to The Blob. There's references to horror movies all throughout this, including a part where they are watching a horror movie within a horror movie. I know I've mentioned that before as a staple. Here it is. Perfect example. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm overjoyed that we all liked it. Yeah. So I guess this is just, we just do Daniel Decides every time and for the future, right? (laughs) If you bring up a whole bunch of like cock stroking horror movie references and why this is such a tribute to other horror movies and how it's a gem in the, you know, a diamond in the rough of the horror genre, then I'm, you know, I'm going to like it less because. (laughs) So you're saying the more we talk about this movie, the less you will like it. (laughs) Well, no, because I don't think that, I mean, you have to be serious. Okay. This is rare. This is, is rare that a that a horror <laughs> movie will be entertaining to someone who really doesn't give a shit about the genre at all. Right. So it could also end up offending the hardcore horror genre people, which I'm assuming it did because it didn't make very much money and it wasn't really a success. Yeah, that's the weird thing. It was a financial flop, sort of. Was this even in the theater? Yeah, it was in the theater. Because this, to me, reminds me a lot of, like, what dale and tucker versus evil right a horror movie making fun of horror movies mm-hmm. but i don't think that was ever in the theaters yeah T- tail and ducker or tail and ducker yeah. dale and tucker i don't Chip think was 
in the horror, in the in the in the movie theaters, but Slither definitely went to the theater. It didn't do that well financially, but it is critically acclaimed by extreme horror fans, non-horror fans. Uh yeah, it's 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 well renowned as just being a solid film for everybody. Cuz I'm gonna, I'm going to start formulating a theory here, and that is that horror movies need to be bad in order to make money. Oh, okay. So you're you're We'll see how that pans out in the future. There might be something to that, actually. Like, by bad, do you mean the dumber the movie is, the more money it's going to make? What do you mean by bad? By bad, I mean troped up like nobody's business. Um, Very predictable and just awful. Right, so something that is, from the get-go, trying to have mass appeal... Right. It's like it's because, you know, we just went through a huge celebration of horror where we talked to we're blue in the face about movies that sucked because they are considered to be a part of the foundation of what makes horror so so great or such a, you know, fanboy bandwagon. And that's because this guy decided to rip off somebody else's idea and create an absolute steaming pile of shit that's for you alex right there okay it was a steaming pile of crap but yet it gave birth to like 10 movies and huge financial success and it just the product was so weak whereas something like this that actually deserved to have success and deserved to stand out didn't right yeah that does happen from time to time you will get that movie that is a financial flop but a critical or critically acclaimed um, I, I didn't take a look at the budget for this movie, but some of the pattern of the movies that you're talking about is that they have like a one, two million dollar budget. They make 10, 12 million dollars and it's considered a massive success because of how low the budget was initially. Did this movie also have a super low budget? Uh, no. no. The numbers that I have from IMDb are 16 million budget. Yeah, it, it, it has that feel. It's got a I usually don't like computer graphics in my horror movies. I understand why they had to do that for the slugs and a lot of the tentacle work and everything. But I feel like the physical effects that exist in this movie are like more than balance out all that stuff. Like Grant's change, his beasting, and like oh, yeah. the eventual like actual turning into the squid. Yep. Oh, the first arm thing. Yeah. Like that was a little CGI, but like when it started moving, you're like, oh, God. Mm hmm. Or even like by the time we get to the end when the entire living room is turned into like a meat. <laughs> I love that the guy just walks in. Uh, I'm just getting on this. Yeah, it's just <laughs> meat and flesh <laughs> hanging everywhere. And the jab of the hut. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, all that is is like real. It's all real makeup, real costume. It looks great. Mm-hmm. It feels great. Love that stuff. Also, uh, the sound in this movie, the way that they get the people to talk when they've been possessed. Uh, the little pauses and hesitations they make to show that they're not quite totally in control of their body. All that sounds really good. All the moaning and groaning. Uh, what do I got here? I think I've got something. <laughs> Just... <laughs> There's so many points in this movie where it's, it's a tribute to the execution. And I know you're bringing up sound and yes, I agree. And all, all of it. I mean, so often when you have a director and a writer, where it's the same guy, um, they can sometimes tend to overdo it and try to, you know, 
do too much because it's their baby or it's their pet project or whatever and they want to make sure that the audience understands what's going on and he doesn't insult you he just he he really pulls back and lets the content do what it's supposed to do and and he just casted really well all the actors are great mm-hmm. cast i just like saying yeah. slither slither yeah. and just like how slither. you know He's starting to change and he's starting to get fucked up. And you're like, whoa, buddy. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, going just bad a bee sting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love how like, something's wrong with Grant. I think he's sick. <laughs> I might need some help. Like the whole time, she's like, this isn't that bad. Okay. <laughs> we can fix this. Just an allergic reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is that things are going bad, and then he disappears into the woods for what? What is it? Three days. Three days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then they go they go hunting him, and they find him, and he's like this fucking thing, and you're just like, whoa, buddy. Oh man, possibly my favorite part in this movie, and I there were a lot of parts that I thought was really funny, but maybe my favorite part was when like all the little slugs had started coming out and possessing people, and Captain Bill runs out of the woods. And he looks at Otis Stripminer, the farm guy. He's like, "What? What? What happened to you? I I think there's some some poison ivy, yeah. right?" <laughs> and his two little girls are like, "It really itches. <laughs> it's really itchy." Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Don't listen to him. <laughs> They're just trying to trick you." <laughs> I think it's absolutely hilarious. He was buying it up until she said that. So like poison ivy, okay, yeah, that sounds Maybe, reasonable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we've just seen demon slugs go into these people's mouths, but poison ivy, yeah, I mean, right. That sounds reasonable. It really itches. It really itches. Yeah, because it all to set up the movie. It's Grant Grant uh-huh. is the main character played by Michael Rooker. He's sort of the richest person, I guess, in this small town. Right. right? House house on a hill, driving around in a big Cadillac SUV. Right. Yep. And there's uh, the hot young Elizabeth Banks. He scooped her up right out of high school, apparently. Yeah, she came from some white trash, piece of shit family. He scooped her up young, married her young, gave her a bunch of money. And now they're sort of the odd couple of the town. They get a lot of talk. And Nathan Fillion has had a long time crush on Elizabeth Banks, but he can't have her. Right. that flame for a long time. I'm surprised you can lift that gun. You've been carrying that torch for so long. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. A lot of good quotes in this movie. Yeah, yeah, just good writing. Yeah, there's the dialogue is is actually charmingly funny instead of just like, oh, that's such a bad joke. I have to laugh because it's so bad. It's actually right. good. It's subtle too because it's just like kind of thrown in the dialogue. It's not like, huh, huh, cheesy joke. Right. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not Wait like for laughter. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like, hey, everybody, stop while this one guy sets up a joke. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just flawlessly thrown in yep and just kind of passed that's over a, that's the key word right there like with for me what jasmine said was subtle this is too many times nowadays in movies they have to put a megaphone in front of your face yeah, and scream face. at you and the, the the art of subtlety is gone you go back to the 70s and the you know the classic movies of yesteryear and they are all incredibly subtle and none of them are giving you anything like there are long drawn out scenes like Take French Connection, for example. Gene Hackman's sitting at the bar, and there's like this, like, what, like two minute scene where nothing is said. There's just stares going on, and at the end of it, you're like, whoa. <laughs> and it was, nobody said anything. But so much was said. Yeah. Oh, and I also want to say that I watched this with uh, Chelsea, and it was hilarious because she's sitting there, like, throwing out uh, the elements, like, just, just from listening to 100 Lunatics. 
it has now shaped her opinion of <laughs> what a horror movie needs to do in order to be a horror movie. <laughs> she's like, she's like, is this even a horror movie? And we're like, and we're like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, no one's died yet. Well, <laughs> right? right. So we're just like waiting, and then there's the scene with him, you know, where he's just fucked up in the middle of that field. And the guy, the guy comes up with the gun, just like fuck you, boy. and then he just slices him right in half, and his innards come out, and she's just like, woo. Great first death. <laughs> Woo! There it is. It's a great first death. I forgive it for not having a death until now because the first death was so great. It was great. I love how it like blinks and the like hole kind of moves a little. Yeah, you can see his forehead muscles like pull the seam open. Yeah, uh-huh. Just a little bit as he blinked. Yep. And then and he yeah. just falls apart. Well, the immediate comments afterwards were too many times in movies it'll be like, sliced right in half where you see the innards like perfectly like a like a slab of 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 meat like a rack of lamb or something you know like right where, right where it's right. shaved right off and you see the raw yeah you, know, you, you see the body level. come off as just like a perfect cross-section of what that yeah, would look like yeah, that's, yep. that's what i was trying to say perfect cross-section exactly and and it's great that the innards just like slop <laughs> yeah and that's what this movie does a lot is the slithering the slopping like it stays true in all of its motion and maybe what daniel was saying with the sound like all of these elements are working towards the same effect and that's that slithery slop like yeah like that's kind of what comes across very very well yeah done and like you were saying with the jab of the hut scene where the guy just walks up eh, I'm, I'm in yep you i'm, I'm part of this shit now <laughs> yeah that's yeah. right they're, they're like uh having orgasms when he's getting when he's getting when he's like stuff. yeah when he's like pumping juices into other people right mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're all like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah good stuff you know i think and i think it's kind of cool how they came up with like different classes of like the slug zombies, right? Like you had uh, what's his name, Gary, Greg, Grant, Grant. Yeah. So Grant's the main one, obviously. Yeah. Right. But then he has like his protectors that eventually find their way back to him to become part of him. But then he's also got his like Worker slug bees. wombs. Yeah. Yep. That just eat meat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's an actual like. Identifiable, identifiable like biology that's going on with everything. Yeah. What's like a level making? Like it takes time for him to turn everyone. Not everyone turns at once. He like gets this group and he's like, all right, you guys get to work. And uh, part of that work is getting more people here to be like you guys. So like that's the process of turning more zombies or more demon or flashbacks babies. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, all right, so you just go collect people and put them in here, and I'll like put them full of stuff, and then you give them meat, you know, so they get fed and. But it was. It's like there's like these are the wombs and these are the workers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this, but wait a minute. This is, it's all him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's like, like all of, everybody. It's like one collective consciousness. It's like it's like the Borg. Right. It's like a hive mind of all these different entities. Yeah. Right. But I, and I the mean, wombs are the ones that are not a part of the hive mind. They're just there to make more. Oh, that's right. that's explode. true. Yeah, I didn't even piece that out. Yeah, because Brenda, who who becomes like the womb of the movie, right. She doesn't. She's like the only one that doesn't really know where Grant is or what he's doing. So I guess she's not connected to the hive mind, right? Yeah. She's just so hungry. So I don't think. I don't think any of the wombs are connected to the hive mind, but yeah, she's so. <laughs> she's, she's, just, she's definitely just her mind is is definitely affected though, right? Because you know she's 
She's like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> I think that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. She's like, can you just uh, grab that possum for me? Just, just another nibble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they show the possum, and the guy's like, oh, man. <laughs> yep. Oh, I, think I, I think I got it right here. You guys want to take a little listen to this? Is an oh, that's not the right one. <laughs> <clears throat> Something's wrong with me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, Jesus, God! <laughs> Jumping, Jesus, Christmas. Oh. Uh, Brenda. Oh, I didn't want no one seeing me like this. <laughs> <laughs> when she starts moving closer. How's my boy, Bill? Is he all right? Boy's fine, Brenda. Uh. So, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm so fucking hungry, Bill. I'm so hungry. I never knew anyone could be so hungry. Someone handed me a piece of that, that, that possum over there. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> She's like drooling. <laughs> <laughs> I think we best get you to the hospital right quick. What the fuck they gonna do with her in the hospital, Bill? Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh. Why is she doing that? <laughs> Relax. Oh, oh my God, stop doing that shit. Stop doing that shit. <laughs> Why is she doing that? Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, nice. And they did such a great job. Like, it's just her huge fat face in the middle of, like, a huge skin bubble. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it's a, that's a good part. If you've never seen the movie before, when they first walk in on Brenda in the barn, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, to me, that was the only part of the movie that I could actually think of as disturbing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. When Grant first, like, the things come out of him. Especially when like Elizabeth Banks is in the, in the, the shower show. and he's like, and they're just like kind of coming out and feeling out and they look super gross. Mm-hmm. Those, yeah. those at like, home, that blah, 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 motion is the little tentacles. Oh, yeah. but, <laughs> but the thing is, is like the way Grant played it off, it seemed kind of funny, right? Because to me, he was just like, I'm not quite sure what's happening, but I know this is fucking wrong. Yeah. But, <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and hide this from everybody. And the tentacles coming out, and he just plays it off like, no, nah, nah, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Work, go to work. Gotta go to work. Yeah, because it all stems. That's the part. That's that's the one part of this that could have used a little bit of uh, prologue or explanation. Just because I'm not sure if everyone gets that because this alien is taking over Grant, that there is a small portion of Grant that gets to stay. Or that it's, yes. it's it's not an alien. It's not an alien completely taking over someone. It's an alien mingling with Grant, That's right? Like and becoming a mixture of Grant and the alien. Right. Shows that, like, because if he's like, oh, I like this. I like this wife thing you have going on. She's pretty. Yep. I, I want to get in that. You did. <laughs> yeah, because the whole thing starts is that Grant wants to have sex with Elizabeth Banks, his wife, and she doesn't, Starla. She doesn't feel in the mood, so he goes out, gets drunk, goes off into the woods with one of the slutty bartenders, Brenda, Brenda, who eventually becomes the womb. They come across this meteor and this weird sluggish thing, and when he starts poking at it with a stick, <laughs> it shoots itself into his chest. And, and it even warned him first. It had the little rattlesnake tail coming yeah, out. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to fucking get in your brainstem. 
And it does. It just shoots into his stomach, goes into his brainstem. He becomes the monster. And we do get little snippets of Grant showing through. Like whenever they play that romantic song that is their song. Yeah. You see him kind of shine through or when he's he's going in. Well, that's, that's my point is that that's where Grant is yeah. inside of this alien is all about Starla because he's he's at, he's in front of that shower and he's about to you know yep. the alien wants to create a womb so that's what the alien's doing is about to create a womb and he is the alien chooses someone different because grant overpowered him he's like no not my wife i like her let's keep her around let's get someone else right i think i think that that's not really that 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 doesn't come home as much at in the beginning anyway but it's like a story development. You get it later, especially once all the other Grants come and they're like, they're all Grant and they all want her. <laughs> and they're yep. all like, you're my wife, honor and obey. And she's <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, what? Okay. Yep. I'm just trying to be critical because I don't, you know, I, I agree. I'd rather choose subtlety over not being subtle. But I don't know, in that specific instance. Too subtle. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know if it comes across as effectively as it could that there's a battle going on between grant and the alien i don't think that that battle when when it comes to starla specifically i don't i don't think that that you know rings true immediately yeah i feel like there should be a scene where he's like you can join me we can have everything just be with us like she's trying to be like oh it's okay we can work through this we'll figure something out and he's like join me be one of us. I feel like he should like be saying that at some point. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be like complete like you know womb, but you know you want to be like part of this mm-hmm. and be part of my little alien thing going on. But I do think it comes across well, and there's even like a a moment where the movie stops being comedic for a second and actually has a really nice emotional scene, which is where Grant is coming with his little tentacles that are that have started to form in his stomach, and he's you know he, it's it's the following morning when she like wants to make it up to him for being. A closed legged the night before mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh they're dancing around and like you can see him fighting it like he wants to just take her over immediately and pump her full of juices but he just starts to cry and she notices him crying and trying to resist this and then they just have what i guess is normal sex right yeah just normal sex because he well, could I don't know. He, he like was exploring, yeah, like a little boy exploring her body for the first time <laughs> that's right you little married slut yeah <laughs> Yeah, actually, I forgot about that scene. And you know what? I think this is one of those one of those parts that, if you were to watch the movie again, having known what is going to happen, it probably makes a lot more sense the second time through. Right, right. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I just thought maybe there there could have been a scene there where maybe Grant, you know, started talking to her about babies <laughs> and wanting to have a baby. And she was like, no, I told, like, have a fight, you know, or where she just says, I don't want to do, no, I told you, I don't, I'm not ready yet for babies, blah, big fight, storms off, and he's like, ah, oh. and then he goes to Brenda to make her the womb. Yeah. Well, that could have been, I want a baby. That could have been an acceptable scene that you put in there that would help illustrate that he's trying to procreate. Well, and so, you know, we see the the little tentacles coming out of his stomach and, like, pumping shit into Brenda, right, to make her the womb. What the hell happened to Starla? Like she fucked the alien, right? Yeah. Shouldn't but, something have happened? But with his his human penis, yeah. still alien. alien juices, right? I think he was still mostly Grant then too. It was like 
before he'd really transformed. Before the beasting. Oh yeah, I mean he, he still looked pretty normal. He was definitely like 90, 95% Grant, yeah, but you'd figure something would have happened. Yeah, that's what I thought, but I guess not. She's fine throughout the rest of the movie. Why do we immediately assume that just because this parasite latched onto his brain that all of a sudden all the fluids in his human body are changing? Well, they it's are. It's obvious that there's are. something I mean, attached to the brain and there's tentacles that come out of the of the stomach, but we don't really have any other information. Well, not then. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, he's definitely changing. Yeah. There could be little tiny te- tentacles that come out of like the tip of his penis. Right, like a cat's penis. Mm-hmm. Like, by the end, he had pretty much tentacles coming out of everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of tentacles <laughs> in this movie. I feel like Japanese men would be confused and have boners watching this movie. <laughs> it was great, the little <laughs> floppy tentacle coming out of his head. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps turning around it aimlessly. Like a, it's like kind the of a horn. director of Akira and Princess Mononoke just jerking off <laughs> yeah. to the blob. Yeah. To the blobs. Oh, spirited away. Oh, blobs. <laughs> Uh, which should, should be the bad guy in this movie? Uh, uh, blobs. <laughs> <laughs> and Squid blob. Squid blob. And it's got something that, that like good cheesy horror movies have, which is characters that are a little bit over the top, but keep it kind of reined in, like the mayor. Oh, the mayor, <laughs> the skinny Rob Ford. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like he's got something mouthy and super over the top Southern to say about everything, but you, but you kind of like him. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because I do have a couple of references where it reminds me of Breaking Bad. He reminds me of the lawyer. Oh, Michael Rooker, yeah, yeah. The, the main alien guy, yep. <clears throat> well, are you saying Michael, the main alien, reminds you of the lawyer? No, he no, reminds the... me of uh, Brian Cranston a little yeah. bit. But right. I was saying the mayor reminds yeah, me of the, the mayor. Yeah, the mayor's, oh, the the mayor's got some Saul Goodman to him. Yeah, yeah. he does. One, he kind of looked like him. What the fuck are they going to take do to her in a hospital? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is right... Just right in front of her, too. Yep. What the fuck? She is fucked, buddy. I'm so (laughs) hungry. (laughs) I was like, try to get in my mouth. I know. Shit's about as far from God as shit can get. (laughs) I had never seen nothing like this, and I watch Animal Planet all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, great lines. This is like what Firefly's comedy would want to be. It like strives to reach this point, but never does, and fails, and gets canceled, and no one ever cares. Have you ever seen anything like that? Me neither. And I watch Animal Planet all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah, there's so there was so many. I need to find a better way of, of pulling clips off of movies because I got to kind of go off of what's already out there. But I want those better quotes like that. Jesus, that's about as far from God as you can get. <laughs> <clears throat> all that shit's great and even though like, even like the little bizarre moments like uh, um, like, it really kind of freaks me out uh, w- way later in the movie they've after they've been through the barn they've realized that after Brenda has exploded and all these little baby slithering slugs shoot everywhere that they're trying to get into everybody's mouth yeah. and watching everybody take these things into their mouth and then after they've been taken outside because they're assumed dead and they all start waking up and they all start talking in unison like, that part kind of freaks me out, like, legitimately freaks me out. When they're all like, Starla, and they are speaking, like, in unison, like a choir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they take turns, sometimes they don't. It all works really well. And then when the first time one of them spits. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> and so that spit can burn through human skin, but it can't burn through, like, a mat a fl- outside of a door. Not a floor mat, nope. Or windows. Or windows. 
Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) There's some of these quotes that I don't remember, but I guess I just wasn't listening. Like, what are we going to do now? Probably turn into a couple of these fucked up things. <laughs> that's that's kind of negative. Well, it's been that sort of day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when it, that's when it was Bill and Kylie, like outside of the yeah outside yeah. of the main house, right? Yep. Yeah. It's like you kind of like her, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because yeah, because there's a like with all the stuff going on with Grant and uh, Bill and Starla and all that stuff, they take a little momentary break to go show this family. With the two twin daughters and the older teenage daughter. You're right, the strip miner family. Yeah, that's yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, dad's a classic, like, southern schmo making stupid jokes. And then they have their little homage scene to Nightmare on Elm Street with the oldest daughter taking a bath. The little slug comes in through the window and <laughs> swims through the water. And that's why does everything have to be an homage to Nightmare on Elm Street on Friday the 13th? <laughs> because that scene is, that's like. That that one scene, I think I can say that. Right. On. I mean, even from the camera angle, like the slug was the Freddy Krueger glove. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, it, no, no, no. That was not the, the no. camera angle. Okay. You have to show me a fucking interview with James Gunn that tells me that that's what he was doing. You can't just make these assumptions because that's also there because you don't know if the only way that that slug can enter the body is through the mouth. What? You think it's going to be a vaginal slug? I didn't know. I was worried for her. I thought that that's what it was for. The slug was going to go and enter in through. And if it did, I was going to be like, holy fuck. And I was going to be really disturbed by it. And it was going to be a crazy scene. But no, it didn't go there. It just tripped you out with it. And I think that's the purpose. The purpose was to make you think that it might go in a different hole. That's the same thing that happened in Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. <laughs> with the Freddy glove. The glove. Yeah. I think it might be. It's like, oh somewhere. man, is Freddie gonna finger her He's in the bathtub? Well, let's get let's get an outside opinion on this. People didn't think about that in 1984. Well, now that is some fucked up shit. Let's <laughs> <laughs> keep that one around forever. Yeah. No, this this movie is definitely just a a, bu- a bunch of things that are all homage here. Not just direct things either, subtle things too, camera angles, tiny little things off in the corner of the screen that you don't pay attention to and probably won't catch until your third or fourth or multiple viewings later. Um yeah, I mean I thought the beginning where they showed the cops like just sitting outside the town sign and how the camera was going through the woods and all this stuff. Uh, I even pointed that out to Dana. I was like, "Man, the very evil dead." Yeah, a little yeah. bit of that POV zoom through the woods. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I believe that the POV is Nathan's favorite part from the Friday the 13th series. I think he finally got an appreciation for it. <laughs> I would say Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Very, very Body Snatchers in this mm-hmm. movie. If you were going to give an homage to something, I would stop comparing it to Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> Friday the 13th, and I would start comparing it to something that makes sense, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, the overall movie. The movie was if Men in Black had gone wrong. It, yeah, it's just, yeah, there's, there's some men it's in black. It's like, hey, that, that camera angle was used in 1970 when this director, blah, blah, blah. Like, you could do that with fucking any movie, man. Right. Any movie. Right, but here the intent is real. Mm. Give me an interview. Give me an interview with James Gunn saying he did that. <laughs> I've got something here. It's a, it's a little bit quiet. You better come armed, buddy. Come armed to these podcasts if you're going to start making wild references to bullshit and assumptions. I do. Let's. And, and I'm also going to talk to Wilter about it. Because I think he needs to know what's going on. Is that these outlandish assumptions need to stop? Well, I've got something here. It's a little bit quiet, so we got to quiet down for this one. Shh, shh, shh. 
Slither is an extraordinary success. It's a kind of pastiche of a lot of other horror movies played with a sort of ironic, self-referential twist. There you go. That's so who is that? Pastiche. Who is that that says that? That is a, uh, a famed horror critic, Martha McEnow. I kind of forget her name. I've seen her around. I've heard her name before. I've heard her around for a long time. She's like a a well-known female horror movie critic, which is a little bit rare. But pastiche, that was the key word. Pastiche, that's exactly what this is. I don't even know what that word means. Fancy word for uh, collage. Cornucopia. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a collage with intent. <laughs> Just I like I was I don't know why saying. I should treat her opinion as better than my opinion. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would. What is James Gunn? I think I don't think I have anything by James Gunn except maybe what is this? It's got monsters. It's got uh, aliens. It's got uh, disease. <laughs> That's all you need: aliens, <laughs> monsters, and disease. See, see, it's not about making homages for him. It's just about making a movie that he wanted to make. It's okay. I don't think that was uh, James Gunn. I think that was the mayor. <laughs> that, that was you wanna, that was you Jack McReady. Yeah. A funny conversation that happened in the room. This is for you Americans. All right. Because I was watching this movie last night with Chelsea and two of her friends. After the Mr. Pibb scene. Uh-huh. Like, Here's the Mr. Pibb. I told your secretary to pack Mr. Pibb. It's the only Coke I like. Yep. Very Southern. Um, I had to inform the room because they're all Canadian. I had to explain, <laughs> just for those of you who don't know, because you're Canadian and not American, um, Mr. Pibb is the Dr. Pecker, Dr. What? Dr. Pepper, uh, that is made by Coca-Cola that Canada doesn't have. So That's right. I don't think they well, make it anymore here. It's slowly disappearing from here as well. Yep. Mm. And in the South, it is very common to call all soft drinks Coke. Coke. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, what kind I didn't of... Exp I didn't explain that, but I knew that yeah. from my previous visits to Houston. They're like, you want a Coke? And I'm like, ah, maybe blah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Hey, okay. do you want a, like, what kind of Coke do you want? I'll take a Sprite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's really, yeah. I'm going to not say anything. <laughs> well, Relax. Me, Coke. Relax. Relax. Coke, <laughs> Coke itself is a very Southern thing. Like, they're based out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So. No, we love Coke in the South. Yep. That's for sure. So it's okay. Because they're based out of Atlanta, it's okay to call all different kinds of soda Coke? Yeah, it's, it's like jacuzzi and Q-tip. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. whatever. Kleenex and Xerox. Right. Zip no, I'm going to keep my mouth shut on this one because it's just going to be a big American, like so Southern American bashing session. <laughs> I, think, I, think this, I think this movie itself was a very Southern American bashing session. It opens oh. up with a Confederate flag and a whole bunch of graffiti and, and poor and a <laughs> whole small of town. poor small town people. Yeah, where is this? It's Wheelsy, Idaho? No, it can't be Idaho. Oh, no, it can't be Idaho. Wheelsy, Alabama? South Carolina? I don't know. But... The wheel picked out a movie picked in Wheelsy. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm seeing why we got this one now. These subtle, subtle connections. Ultra subtle. Right, Nate? Right. Be subtle. <clears throat> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, well, I'm surprised no one has said the secret phrase in the movie yet. I've just been sitting here waiting for it, but, you know. 
the movie has the a secret, secret phrase? phrase of the movie. <clears throat> well, every movie from here on, I'm going to pick a phrase that embodies everything about the movie into one phrase. And if I catch somebody saying it, then I'll let you know. Crying game karaoke. And you'll definitely know. <laughs> the crying, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> that woman singing in the bar, she's just death gripping that mic. <laughs> crying game. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't possibly think of what secret phrase you would have for this movie. Don't you judge me is said a lot. <laughs> yeah. Don't Are you, you looking judge at me like that? Me. I don't want you to see me like this. All that stuff is so great. We got bitches hardcore. <laughs> bitches hardcore. Yes. Nope. You can't just stop the whole show now and just keep guessing one after the other. Why not? I kind of made them so that I, one of you would randomly stumble across it. Um, right, so we've got Grant getting infected, Grant in, impregnating Brenda and turning her into a big fleshy sphere in the barn. Uh, we've got southern cops forming a posse. As you do. That's classic. And... Um, Hunting it down, teenage girl with her family. I love when the girl finally gets out of the bathtub. Right? Oh, that's the part that I was forgetting. Is that weird scene where we get like the view into the alien consciousness? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the the worm slug thing in her mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like trying to attach, and she's like trying to pull it out. Apparently, those fingernails came in handy because she like stuck them straight into it and like the, pulled it out. Yeah. The damn pokey man. <laughs> yeah. Your Pokemon nails. Yeah, she grabs it. She stabs her nails into it. It's halfway into her mouth. It's making some sort of bizarre connection with her neurons because she gets a glimpse of the alien back on another planet somewhere, totally dominating whatever native species that was there, Mm -hmm. tearing it apart, turning into another big fleshy meat sack with jackal heads or something. Do you saw all that stuff? Mm -hmm. Yep. And so she's kind of the... What's the term? Uh... She she's the she knows something that the rest of them don't. Like the medium. She's like the translator. Yeah, she's like middleman type person. Yeah, she's like she's the medium. The weird little like, I don't know. She's a warg. Warg. <laughs> she's got like she's like the mystic now because she can the tell them things. She's the one that tells them that they're all the same being. They're all Grant. They're all leading back to the mother consciousness hive that's back at uh, Grant's house, and. Super sad when she finally pulls the thing out of her mouth, the little slug, and throws it against the wall. She, like, breaks its slug neck. Yeah. It just kind of, like, like, slithers away. I'm a little hurt. No, it comes back. I'm sorry. I'm a little hurt now. And you want to be nice to me? (laughs) Yeah. She does not. No. (laughs) That's a good scene with the curling iron. Just burning it in half, right? Like a slug, Did anyone have, like, a a smart-ass moment where they were watching the scene and they said, oh, yeah, right, moment, like a smart-ass comment? Uh, no. No, I mean, the movie was so ridiculous anyway, it's kind of hard to have an, oh, yeah, right moment. Yeah. Because yeah. the whole movie is an, oh, yeah, right. And, they, yeah, they set the tone of it early on, so you're kind of ready to go. Well, and when they set the tone, I mean, the message of the movie, if there was one, was, I guess, like, Elizabeth Banks's lesson in her science class, the whole natural selection thing. Oh, mm-hmm. right, right, yeah. Yeah, there was an evolution I mean, all, thing. like, tied it back to that. Mm-hmm. Right, and how humans aren't really as made for this planet as say cockroaches are. Right, yeah, that's right. Her whole thing was it doesn't. It's not how intelligent you are or how strong you are. It's how well suited to your environment you are. Mm-hmm. Right, and so I guess humans are just better suited to their environment. 
No or, cockroaches are. They've been around much longer. Or this alien just never came across a species that could use propane. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because when all said is all said is done, the death of, of Grant at the end of this is propane and propane accessories. Yeah. Hell yeah. Pretty pedestrian, yeah. There's not a whole lot of like planning that goes oh, in. Well, I love the planning for the the grenade, right? They're like, we got a plan. We're going to go in there. Mm-hmm. We're going to get the grenade. We're going to get back to him. We're going to try to blow him up with this grenade, which is apparently the only grenade they have in the whole town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so awesome with the grenade, too. Yeah. He's like, oh, 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 oh. And he's like juggling it around. He just like almost has it. And then he gets knocked the opposite direction and then finally falls in the pool. Honestly, I thought the explosion from it was kind of like, meh. Mm-hmm. Right. He like fell in the pool. I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, was that really going to kill him? Yep, but the, the pause on his face, the look on his yeah. face, him staring out at the the hillside with all the zombies coming down it, all that was so perfect. It's like, ah, uh, fuck. fuck. <laughs> oh, and the deer fight. Oh, oh come dear. on, the deer fight. That was a little bizarre. If I had to pick a part in this movie that was kind of like, what? It would be that part. Well, okay, that part was important for, I guess, two reasons, right? So the whole party thing where... Uh, Captain Bill and Starla like re kind of kindle their old love interest, right? Yeah, that was the, the countdown to deer season. Yeah, the celebrated yeah. deer cheer, right? Countdown. The, <laughs> it was the deer cheer. The, the deer cheer hootenanny that they had, right? Mm-hmm. And so this, all these fucking townies are so psycho about deer season and yeah. killing deer. It was kind of important to see a deer coming back and attacking somebody, maybe. But it also showed, it makes sense of the end of the movie if you watch through the credits where the slug enters a cat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So the Grant human. can enter animals. Yeah, yeah, a- anything, and, yeah. He just went for the smartest species first, I guess. Yeah, it seemed like they were running shit. As or, or, or the first thing that poked it, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so not necessarily the smartest. No, if it had been a dog or something, then this whole movie would have been about dogs. Right, yeah. right. <clears throat> My smartass moment happened when they were going off to find Grant in the woods and elizabeth banks said you won't be able to get him back alive without me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my smart ass comment was why <laughs> what, makes you, <laughs> what makes you so special <laughs> right it, i you mean had a significant amount of success with grant <laughs> as he's been transforming into this strange slug that uh, would have led you to believe that you'd have a better chance of of bringing him back. I mean, <laughs> really irresponsible from the police officer's standpoint. <laughs> yeah. Just helpless girl along, yeah. That was well, not a very convincing the, speech. The old cop, the old cop in the car next to Nathan Fillion said, "She's got a point." And yeah. I was like, "No, she doesn't. She doesn't <laughs> have a point." She's, she's what, what is? Also, there's no purpose to bringing her along. This science teacher you know? starting to make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> it's also like before they actually realize that Grant is like yeah. all the other people. Like, she doesn't know that they all have some connection to Grant at that point. They mm-hmm. just, like, have to go find him. we got to find this girl, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's later that he infects people, and then they're, like, talking to her, and she's like, what the fuck is this shit? They like me. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, this has something to do with me, you know? Yeah, But, well, she, but at this point, she knows that her basement is full of dead dogs yeah. and meat all over the floor. <laughs> yeah. you know? yep. He needs some help. Apparently, he's sick. Well, and it was kind of... She, she thinks she can convince him to come home. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, why would you at want that to convince point, that? You, your mind really at that point has to be like, okay, Grant is fucking what? gone. Yeah. Right? Like, and, I mean, they'd already come across, like, hollowed out animals and shit in the field. Right? <laughs> but 
before they formed a posse, they had already established that there's a squid monster running around, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So why were they all freaked out when they saw a squid monster? Shouldn't that be exactly what they were expecting? Because it was so severely more a squid monster than even before. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to argue here and say that she is right. If their plot, if their plan was to take Grant alive, she is their best option because that's the only person that Grant won't immediately kill on sight. But he was trying to kill her right before he ran off and three days later happened. Like, immediately before that scene, they walk in on him trying to fucking kill her. He's trying, they stop it. Trying to wo- womb her. Well, right? yeah, same thing. And it was, it was kind, of, <laughs> yeah. kind of weird, too, because, like, he was trying to turn her into a womb, right? Then he disappears for three days. But then when his little zombie minions capture her, they lie her softly, gently on the bed. Mm-hmm. They clean her up. Brush her hair real brush nice. Brush her hair. That they, was because of her speech. That was a speech when she goes in there. Right before that, when the, when she goes in there, she's like, I'm still going to try until death do us part and marriage is a sacred bond we made. And so, like, she really convinced him with that for, like, half a second before all the guys with the guns came out. And so she was like, you know, we can try to work this out. We can do something. He's like, you're right. Like, for a second there, he was like, maybe, maybe. And then the other guy comes out and was like, you need to just fucking tell us where that bitch is or we're going to kill you. And he's like, ha, ha. We can do this the peaceful way or the hard way. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was fucking up her shit. She almost had him. And then this other guy comes out, fucks everything up. He's like, kill that guy. And then as soon as he killed that guy, everyone's like, get him. Mm-hmm. He just killed him and, he's, and he slithers away really fast. Really? He gets like low to the ground and gets all gross. <clears throat> I believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, let's let's take a moment here for... Um, uh, for the for the death of the baby slug, that was really sad for me in the bathroom when she throws it against the wall and it's got his little broken neck and he's he's just he just wants to get in her mouth. He just wants to get in her mouth. He just bit. wants to get in her mouth. I mean, at bit. the end of the day, isn't that what we all want? Is <laughs> to get in her mouth, <laughs> <laughs> to get inside of a teenage girl's mouth. <laughs> oh. Oh. It's like a little dog squeaky toy. Yeah. Aww. Well, that's just over the top. No discernible guts. Just like red jam sort yeah. of kind of flows out of those slugs once you burn them with a hair iron. It's kind of like a slug. Like, you know, when you like put salt on a slug and it kind of melts. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It reminded me of that. See, and I was thinking a way to mass exterminate all these slugs would be to set them on fire. But yeah, no. burn them. But... No, I mean, maybe just pour salt from the sky. Yeah. Salt them, right? yeah. No one tried that. Take all of their moisture out from their body. Yeah, by old sci-fi <laughs> horror standards, there usually is some element on Earth that is, like, innocuous to us and poisonous to invading uh, mm-hmm. aliens. They've never been here before. They right? don't know. That's true. Well, you know, like propane. Water, <laughs> right? Sometimes it's water. Was it War of the Worlds? It's like the common cold. Or right, something. it was germs. Yeah. Yeah. Still why I don't like that book. <laughs> okay. It just kind of At least you read the book. Bit. I got this feeling from, from Daniel throughout that clip that just like feeling for the little <laughs> slug a little too much. Like, he'd, be very, he'd be very satisfied if that slug got to find its way home inside of that teenage girl's mouth. And that's... Kind of put me on edge a little bit. It's like feeling for the bad guy. You're like, oh, why can't the aliens just, you know, just infect some humans? Yeah, you're, they already got your family. You want to be with your family, don't you? <laughs> it's family fun day. It's family. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, but it would be more than that. It would be like once once it gets back into her mouth, it's like, yeah. 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 Get in there. Mm-hmm. Stops for a second, pulls out it pulls out a little bit, goes back in. Oh man. It kind of looked like that when it was trying to go in her mouth, right? It looked like she was filleting the slug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna make a statement about this movie. And I think this statement is true because I've done a little research here. Have you? Yes. I'm gonna say that critics like this mo- movie more than regular people do. Well, yeah, well, regular people are idiots. <laughs> right, regular people no, don't see the normally, movie in the theater. When you look at a Rotten Tomatoes rating, you see, you know, some uh, some similarity between whether a critic thinks it's good and whether regular people think it's good. And Sometimes, it, like, a movie like Transformers will get shitty critic reviews and the user rating will be high because a bunch of douchebags enjoyed Transformers for some reason. Right. The, the, the people are dumb. Right, the people review is usually substantially higher than the critic review. Depending on the movie. In this situation, 86% of critics liked it and 62% of users liked it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And the 62% is actually uh, comparative and and on par with what IMDb user-rated people gave it, which is an average rating of 6.5. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me for other people. But, I mean, even then, I mean, you look at the... I like how IMDb breaks down who's voting what, you know? Right. Like there's 4,000 people out of out of a total total voting of 51,127 votes, 4,000 people voted a perfect 10. So, as a part of me it almost wants to make a new rating that says what percentage of the total people voted this movie perfect or or yeah, and what percentage of movie voted this movie to be an absolute piece of crap. And that could be an interesting way to gauge the yeah. response. It's got a, yeah, it's got a sexy ring to it. How much of this percentage of this smaller percentage? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of curious to meet the uh, well, 4,000 people that think this is their favorite like movie. That, it doesn't sound very good. But. <laughs> no, I would have been one of those people. I mean, I, I, this is on my Daniel Decides list. I like this movie. It's one of my favorite horror comedies. Yeah, but you wouldn't give this a 10. No, not a 10, but it would definitely not a, not a 6.5 either. I'd probably put it in the 8.5, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. I just like it. And, I mean, and I've, I mentioned this downstairs earlier. I mentioned it now. Like the, A lot of those Daniel Decides movies are one of the, the main factors about them is how rewatchable they are. Like I can watch Slither over and over and over again. It's so quotable. The gore scenes are so great. You know, there's some lulls here and there. But overall, if it was all in the background, I'd just let it be on. Yeah. That's an excellent point. There should be, in my opinion, some sort of side rating that movies have. Like a a rewatch value of this. Like, Mm -hmm. there should be a rewatch value associated to things. Because that's true about a lot of movies. Where it can be exceptional movie. Very artistically well done. Went on the film circuit. Uh, you had to go to a specific theater in your city to watch it because major cinemas weren't carrying it. And it was just a masterpiece of editing and writing and cinematography and directing. Wow, great acting. But holy shit, I never want to watch that movie ever again. Right, right. I'm not ever watching Philadelphia ever again. <laughs> right. Actually, Philadelphia has a decent rewatch value. Really. Does it? In my opinion. because Nathan's a sicko. He likes to watch people die. <laughs> no, I just... I've I've found myself on more than one occasion watching Philadelphia when it was on TV, just randomly. But but never on purpose. Like you're not seeking it out, right? No, no, no. 
Like you're not putting. But I think the- I think a rewatch value should be inherent to that experience. I think it should be inherent to the experience of sitting down and just browsing through movies that are on the movie channels and saying, "Oh shit, Philadelphia!" Boom. That's rewatch value. Right. Not I'm gonna sit down and watch Philadelphia again because I own it. Because nobody fucking owns movies anymore. They just browse Netflix or TV channels. I own a lot of movies. I, I own a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you guys are like behind the curb on behind what is the curve. Behind the curve. VHS tapes at this point. Behind the curve on what's happening to the rest of the world. Curve, right. not curb. I said curve. No, I All feel right. like we're I ahead of the myself. curve. I said curb initially. You acted like an asshole. I corrected myself to curb. <laughs> Kept acting like an asshole, and and here we are. No, Nathan, I, I get what you're saying. Like you wouldn't just be like, oh, twelve years a slave. Yeah, <laughs> you throw that on again. Well, that has zero rewatch value, by the way. <laughs> right. And then these movies, yeah, why not? Let's say a high rewatch value. That's a good way to like merit uh, a horror film. That way you don't get into the, the nitty-gritty details of actually rating it based on cinema and this and that because it's kind of hard to do that. You give it so much leniency for getting away with bad shit just in order to get those nice moments. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, I'd say rewatch value is probably a good... A good factor. Because I, I can tell you right now, I'm not watching Dream Child again. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're hanging out over here. <laughs> slumber party. 30-year-old slumber party. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just going to keep playing these things all day long. This is, this is one of my favorite parts, uh, <gasps> both with the physical effects and just the way the scene is when uh, Nathan Fillion shows up at Grant's house with a little teenage girl in tow and they first discover that there's just people that are just walking and just laying down (laughs) in the flesh sack and becoming a part of it all the sound effects in that are great that's Grant that's where they're joining together (laughs) (laughs) well now that is some fucked up shit (laughs) yes it is yes it is bill that is some fucked up shit when the big fat guy just strips naked Mm -hmm. right and you just see him lay on top of grant and all the like strings of fluid and just goopy shit you just immediately start like kind of sucking him in and you see like his jaw kind of dis- dislocating a little bit and like <laughs> i was like what's up how come that poor chick is in that bubble yeah there's why can't, a, there's why can't a, she like be part of it <laughs> there's a chick just like separate in a bubble just like a little, little siren inside calling them to the flesh fact fact sack the fact in flesh fact <laughs> <clears throat> If I weren't about if I weren't about to ship my pants right now, I'd be fucking fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean a Martian? Martians are from Mars. <laughs> His name's great too. Jack McReady. Uh-huh. He's he's ready. He's McReady. Jack McReady. Yeah, what's what's the other one where he's like uh Oh, if I could turn into a squid, I'm going to sue the shit out of him. You can sue him with me, too. I don't give a shit if you're a lesbo. (laughs) You don't deserve this shit. Yeah, you don't deserve this shit. (laughs) I don't care if you're a lesbo. You you deserve better than this shit. Like, whoa. All right. Yep. He's like, what's going on with your deputy there? You got a deputy uh, chief thing going? She eats box lunch. (laughs) Gina. What's a Gina? 
I said, mm-hmm. China, Chinese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's dropped better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep, right from the get-go. Good stuff. Yep. What was it? What was the uh, classy word you had for tits? Titters? Titters? <laughs> yeah, titters. It's very southern. Southern titters. <laughs> nice. Even from the very beginning, he was like super offensive. I was I was worried about how his character was gonna turn out just because he's sitting there in the car and the guy in front of him, he's like, move out of the way, cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the mom on the side of the street is with, with her little girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, there goes that opportunity to bang that one. Like, oh, okay, here we go. Nice. <laughs> classy. This guy keeping it classy. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way they they joke around with Nathan Philly and the little squid uh, stuffed animal toy on top of his desk to piss <laughs> him off. And when they have the map up and they're trying to figure out where Grant's going to go next, they're using little squid, squid stickers. <laughs> <laughs> All little details are great. You can tell that, the, yeah, usually when you have a writer-director, it becomes too dick-sucky. She gets lost in the fascination of everything. And But here you've got someone that made a solid movie, went over and combed through it with some details, and then just let it go out there in the world. And uh, again, much better job than this movie had any right to be. Right. Yeah. Like, this could have easily gone off the rails and just been an epic piece of shit. Yep. I think this critical review right here says it all. Uh, from Jonathan Rosenbaum from the Chicago Reader, he says, "Gross out horror comedy is my least favorite genre, but this movie is so skillful, I have to take my hat off to it." Yep. Mm-hmm. Well said, sir. Well said. Happy. So even ha- people who don't like this genre, because of how well it executed it, you have to give it to it. Good good review, think, Mr. Rosenbaum. That, Happy be, Passover to you and your family. <laughs> I think it would be a universal impact, actually. I think a lot of people just simply probably haven't seen this movie. They probably looked at the front cover. I know I did when I was a video store manager, and this movie came out. I looked at the front cover, and I said, no thanks. Yep. I had nobody telling me that it's actually really good. Now, I'm super stoked that everybody is in agreement that this was a lot of fun to watch and that it was skillfully put together. Is there anything we would want to change about this movie to make it better? Or is it good as is? Any parts Mm. stick out as being like, ooh, that one scene, I could have done without that one scene. Or anything like that? No, I'll take it as is. Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of worried that if I start throwing ideas out there, it would make the movie as a whole just worse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like there were some parts i like expected to be in there and weren't like what um just like the scenes between grant and scarla or whatever her name is starla starla yeah. there were some weird parts in between there that could have like added more to make it like go together because like she was kind of still trying to be like, oh, we can work it out. There's a way, but like she really wasn't right. She was being a bitch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she was like making plans to kill him and get rid of him. And I feel like there could have been a little more dialogue to be like show what she was trying to do internally and not just be like, oh, I don't know, something's wrong. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that that scene was right after Bill and Starla were talking about Starla being outside his bedroom and wanting to run off to Hollywood and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And then immediately she runs out and starts talking to Grant like, oh, we're married. You know, it's just like, bitch, you were just kind of like reminiscing with Bill. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. So. Yep. She kind of goes back and forth a little bit there. Could leave a little more Brenda. Or Brenda. <laughs> Poor Brenda. <laughs> like that scene you played was basically her lines. <laughs> that was, that was her well, lines. I mean, she she was the whore at the bar, yeah. right? BM. Who says that she was game to fuck at since 10 or 12? 10, yeah. 10. 
So statutory and wheelsy is not a problem. No. <laughs> not a problem whatsoever. But, I mean, you get her at the bar, right? You get her being just kind of like a slut at home because her half-Mexican husband is out for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And am I wrong in, in seeing, like, it looked like she fed her baby a tomato. <laughs> or an apple. That, One of the two. It looked like a tomato to me. I didn't notice that part. I just know that she had a kid in her arms when Grant came over. And he's but, like, put that kid down. Yeah, the camera, like, goes over to the baby a little bit in the crib. And he's holding a red thing. And it looks like a tomato. Hmm. I wonder if it's okay to give, like, a kid a tomato to, like, just gnaw because they're not very sweet. I mean, high in vitamin C, it's good for you. Yeah. Right? Is that some sort of, like, white trash thing? <laughs> just uh, give him a tomato, let him suck on it. <laughs> it's like a toy and a treat. Exactly. See? Two in one. Fun, yeah. squishy, right? <laughs> yep. You actually can play with this food. It's fine. But, yeah, I mean, you got as much of Brenda in this movie that I I felt was necessary. Like, like es- okay. establish that she was a dumb, cracker-like old like nothing nothing of a person right right and then you got like the the obese face in the skin bubble yeah but so big like the skin goes like her hands are divots in the sphere of her flesh yeah so let me rephrase that i mean there could have been more spherical brenda okay more of that because she had like that one scene where she's like i wanted to see them like try to move her no, that was she was moving herself that was awesome but like maybe they were like let's actually try to get her to a hospital how are we gonna Try to figure this out. How are we gonna move this bitch? Yes, I'm, I'm glad you actually that you brought that up because if there was one thing, I would have wanted some more Brenda transition scenes because it goes from her kind of just being locked in the barn and mm-hmm. she's like, I guess I'll eat some meat and she looks normal, mm-hmm. and then the next time we see her, it's that scene. Yeah. But to me, that was awesome. That was awesome. I guess that makes it more shocking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, it makes it more shocking. The three things that should have happened to this movie are a they should have had a scene where he tried to talk about procreation with with Starla. And she totally denied him, and that's what forced him to go to Brenda instead. Mm -hmm. And I also think that the scene where he's going around with the daughter from the family and says, later on, I'll I'll take credit for saving your life when you saved my life, that joke that he made, was was unnecessary. I didn't like that joke. I thought it was dumb. Right. And also, the reason for her to come along with them on the journey into the woods needed to be executed better because it really i mean she's got a point no she doesn't and it kind of i don't know i guess it kind of it's okay the way it is but i'm just it could have been tighter it could have been a different written differently right it was kind of funny though like when starla joined him in the woods and one of the cops looked back and like what the fuck are you doing here (laughs) (laughs) it's like they just i mean it's expected for her to just run away right Mm mm-hmm like you don't have a gun. We're chasing your husband, who's now a squid monster. Go somewhere safe. No, actually, he did tell. Her. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what? Right. She should just turn around and go the opposite way as you guys continue to go through the woods, chasing for this guy who could be anywhere. Right. Leave her in the woods by <laughs> herself with no way to defend herself. Yeah, just stay here. We'll be back eventually. Nope. I just gotta say, I love that the way they pull his teeth yeah. real yeah. big on the side of his face, and it's like just drooling. He's got no lips to cover his mouth, and he's just like it reminded me of that, like humanoid monster thing from the schism video oh yeah yeah yeah, mm. yeah. right yeah. obscure if you guys aren't tool fans but a <laughs> little bit obscure not a problem your mama called she said the toilet's all backed up again all right i think that's uh i mean we've that's pretty much it i mean there's the end scene where elizabeth banks she's sort of 
fucking hardcore. She's <laughs> she's manipulating Grant when when he's like fully transformed. There's flesh all over the place. Who the hell has a hairbrush with like a spike at the end of it? It's like a fancy old school like thing. Not with yeah. a spike. Like a yeah. like a vintage like. Yeah, they're like metal too. But, Seriously, that's. Yeah. But what does she think she's gonna do? Like. She sees how massive yeah. this flesh beast well, that's, is. That's why she was trying to get close enough to his face. Yeah, maybe stab him in the eye. Yeah, but she kind of stabbed him like in the neckish. Yeah, whatever yeah. his bulbous. I don't think you can even call it a neck. No, right? it's a blob with a face. Yeah, she like knew that's where the slug was, right? Because the slug the like slugs connected are in the head. to the back of his spine. She was kind of aiming for that area, like she, lower neck. She did know because she she blows that guy's head off with a shotgun earlier. And the slug and comes the out. Slug comes right yeah. out of like the skull. Yeah, so maybe she did know, but still, you must know that you're not going to do anything except just really piss it off. Yeah. Well, and then there was that one cop who had transformed into like a slug zombie that got hit by Bill's car, yep. right? That she takes some like road sign, some rebar or something, <laughs> yeah. and jams it into his into his open mouth, right? Yep. So does that kill the body with the live slug stuck in it? I think it was like right in the neck. Yeah, either way, yeah, if, yeah. If, the, if the body's dead, I guess the slug will eventually crawl away and find another host. But that was a great scene, too. Yeah. We just get the camera from the inside of the car, just yeah. watching her, like, <laughs> and, and pans then she kicks inside, it pans yeah. at everybody inside, just staring at her, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I actually love the way she, like, kicks it and kind of runs away, girl. Like, yeah. yeah. Just like, runs away. <laughs> yeah, gives it one little kick. That was a great extra little kick, too. But... So he's all, she's getting thrashed around the room, tossed around by all the tentacles. Half of us are jerking off, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, Nathan Fillion or Bill Marty comes in and he just gets stabbed in the chest. After the whole grenade drama fails, he gets stabbed in the chest by one tentacle. And I guess we learn from the little girl or the teenage girl that you need both tentacles inside of you for you to become all woomy. Which is yeah. weird. Because, I mean... Grant's got all that fluid throwing through, flowing through one of the tentacles into Bill. Mm-hmm. Alien cum. Yeah. Alien semen, right? Mm-hmm. That just does nothing, I guess. It squirts out at the end, right? Well, yeah. Like, cream pie. It seems like a two-part system, though, because one is like injecting and one is sucking. So, so it's like, not a complete circuit. Yeah. Right. So I think of it. Well, like you need, you know, circuit. an egg and fertilize the egg, right? There's always, there's always two things. There's so always... one's implanting the egg and the other one's fertilizing? I sure. guess. It seems like one is always sucking, though, because once he, like, sees the propane tank and he's fighting with the other tentacle that's not stabbed inside of his stomach and he jams it onto the propane tank, it instantly starts sucking that up. Is that because the pressure is so hard from the tank or because that's the sucking tentacle? I feel like Daniel, like, paused the movie during one of the sucking scenes. Is it sucking? Is it (laughs) transferring? Which way is it going? Is it... Hmm. I need to know. We're doing a podcast later. I want to be prepared. Like, each one of the tentacles has an arrow on it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> directional flow got like those wipe away markers on my television making notes <laughs> but it, that's that's how it is he sucks in a bunch of propane uh bill's just laying on the floor with goopy stuff sort of just all over his body and then he gives he makes uh starla shoot fucking shoot him shoot him and you expect like a house explosion that's right I, that's the first time i saw this i was like oh well everyone's dead now they're just gonna sacrifice themselves but it's very controlled little flesh explosions. Like, yeah. It's like you can see like the fire spread inside of him yeah. before right. he actually explodes. That was kind of cool. Yeah, and I like that. It's like fire and guts. But see, I was thinking, yeah, flying fire, right? Yep. Yeah. I guess the guts put it out because it was just like blood and guts everywhere and everyone's covered in blood. And yeah, because you see like shit. the fire growing inside of the blob, right? It's moving. But then when it finally explodes, it just blows the top off. Yeah. Yeah. 
I guess all the fuel just gets exp expound right away. But uh, just all that stuff. So great. All the bodies stuck in the flesh. And every time somebody says something, all the bodies are sort of reacting at once in like slightly different ways. And it gives you that fucked up contorted feel of like mm -hmm. it's half like orgasmic, half painful. <laughs> I also so just orgasmic. <laughs> so that's what happens. And then all the people in the yard just drop. Yeah. All of them fall. Yeah. Yeah. Once the main hive mind is dead. All the other bodies, they fall down, and I guess they're just dead too. <laughs> dead. And then the slugs are dead. I so they never really show anyone get rehabilitated from the slug action, except for like the girl who like almost got in but didn't get in. Right. Like, there's no one like they're turned and then they're okay. That doesn't happen. Yeah, it really doesn't they go on. Die. It doesn't go on long enough for us to know whether or not those people uh, can survive again. Like, if the slug leaves, are they just okay, or is there just now just this gaping hole around their brainstem? Maybe like Slither Part 2, where they talk about the rehabilitation of like the infestation that broke out. They're like, ah, oh, man, D-Day, right? Yeah, remember Wheelsy? <laughs> yeah, remember Wheelsy? We've come back for after a lot of heartache, you know, it was a hard time when the aliens came. I mean, the people have to be dead, though, because the slugs went into the brain. Yeah, so maybe right. they are. But, but they the kept them alive. But the slugs would be alive. But they? the people were still alive. But they the were just like just body snatcher. Yeah. Th those were just like body snatcher little meat puppets, right? Yeah. Well, after the credits, we see the one slug taking over the cat. So that must mean that I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess that those slugs are probably still still running around, still capable. They need to find a new host to make the new main consciousness. So I mean, walking out of Grant's house, they really should have set all those zombie bodies on fire. Yeah, that's probably the way to go. Yeah. Big pile. We can't fault them, though. This is their first experience with uh, slug aliens. First aliens. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. So, I just kind of realized that the front cover of the movie was different when it came out on DVD. Or at least different from the picture that's on IMDb. It's the overhead view. Yeah. Of, of the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah, that's what my DVD cover has on it. Yep. I'm going to um, go ahead and start this off. I say uh, highly rewatchable. Definitely. I found some interesting information on a website called The Numbers. Okay. Um, they, that gives you the domestic DVD sales and the international box office as well. All right. And why don't you go ahead end, and let us know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was that for? Uh, it was a little bit louder than I wanted it to be. That was going to be my, uh, you know, tell us what you know music. No, that's the music playing you off stage. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a hook. I was going to say, that's where they bring the hook in. Anyway, it made seven point eight million domestically. It made five point one internationally, and it had seven point six million in DVD sales. So, so still turned a profit. Just, yes, yeah, just it just not... still made money, and that's and that's without DVD rental revenue numbers. I can't find DVD rental revenue numbers. So, because nobody was renting movies in in two thousand six. <laughs> yep. So I say rewatchable. You say rewatchable, Jasmine, Jonathan. Uh, yes. Are you running out today to buy this on Blu-ray? Yes. I'm yeah. getting a strong nod from you, Nathan. I would never buy this movie, but I would definitely watch it again. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing that's kind of fucked up. I don't know if I would ever watch this again, but I think I would buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's part of being a collector. Yeah, it's something I have. And I would do the same thing. You know, like I enjoyed the movie. I definitely own movies that I hate, so why wouldn't I own this one? Right. Well, Jonathan, just so you're aware, if you buy it from Amazon.com right now, the used price is one penny. For the Blu-ray? <laughs> uh, Blu-ray. 
Talk to me only about Blu-rays. Two pennies. $1.95. Ah, all right. As long as it's Prime eligible. It's not too bad. Uh, It looks like it's an HD DVD cover, though. So (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's one Not sure if you have one of those. Uh, Maybe you have the adapter for your Xbox. (laughs) No, no, just my Blu-ray player and a Betamax. (laughs) Betamax. All right. Unless anybody else has anything to say. Are we done? Done? What about the wheel? Oh, yeah. We're not getting to the wheel. Uh, hey, after uh, after Wheelter did such a good job with this one, I'm actually looking forward to the next spin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, I'm going to go grab him real quick, and uh, we'll give Slither one last little listen on our way out. From Universal Pictures comes a film so shocking. Uh, we've got a real problem here. So disgusting. Don't let him in your mouth! It will change the face <laughs> of horror. They're doing things to people. Turning them into some kind of monsters. How's everybody's evening? Good? Good. Night. Make room! It's... This won't ever get less disturbing. <laughs> Coming in, don't make fun of my nails. <laughs> Looks like you brushed his teeth today. That's good. Uh, hey guys, how's everyone doing? Uh, seems like it's been a lot longer than a week. Jasmine, Jonathan, Nathan, Daniel. It's been too long. Yeah, been a while. Well, it's nice to nice to hear your voice, Wilter. Uh, we also are in the same boat, kind of. We uh, we thought it was going to be a week as well, but uh, apparently someone's priorities changed. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened there. Oh, okay. So this is my fault now, then. Yeah, what? no, that's, no, it's fine. No, I, I, I oh, heard, okay. I heard oh. you. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll take some of the blame. I'll take some of the blame. Having to deal with, uh, you know, real life shit and you know, pregnancy and whatnot. So my schedule hasn't been as adaptable as I would like it to be. Hmm. Well, you know, uh, was it was it Wilter? We call it, no Wilter. Is that what we're going with here? Wheelie. When you guys aren't here, I just call him the wheel. Actually, he kind of demands it. Uh, apparently, with you <laughs> sure guys, he does. doesn't seem to have a problem. Wheelie from Wheelsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did make a connection with the wheel earlier with Wheelsy. That was really nice and fun. Um, glad but, I glad I could do that and spruce up the podcast a little bit. Yeah, no, that was yeah. It wouldn't have been uh, the same without it. Um. Wheel, I don't know. Are you uh, good to go? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been trapped in the other room the whole time. I thought I was going to be part of this podcast, but I guess I'll just sit in the closet and eavesdrop on you guys. That's fine. Okay. little testy. <laughs> you know, I see his point. I get it. He's been stuck in a closet for a long time, so I would be mad at you as well. Yeah, well, I didn't appreciate how much uh, he kind of took over the previous show. He's here to do a job. That job is to choose a movie, and now that's what he's here to do. Well, I, you know, the previous show where he was kind of the star, I thought he did a good job. Maybe he should be the star. Oh, maybe you want to feed him this time. <laughs> nope. Jasmine, no, you don't look like you want to feed him either. Yeah. No. And you guys want to stay the night? <laughs> Uh, I got shit to do. I I can't. (laughs) All right. So last time it was Daniel Decides and everybody freaked out. And look how well it turned out. 
Yeah, I, this is a one-off. I think from now on with Daniel Decides, it's going to be significantly worse than what this is going to be. I, <laughs> I think I think you possibly did yourself an absolute disservice by making the first Daniel Decides the best one on your list. Ooh, not the best one on my list. It was a good one to go with, though. I do agree on that. Uh, of course it was a good one to go with. It's one that I chose for you. Uh, the fact that it's on Daniel Decides has nothing to do with the fact that I chose it because I know it's good and that you guys would enjoy it. Maybe next time I could participate a little bit. Otherwise, I'll be in the closet. Now, are you guys ready to spin for next week? What happened to the randomness? I, I thought I thought you were supposed to be random. Uh, it sounded like he was pretty random. Yeah, by saying he chose it? <laughs> well, yeah, he chose it as he, he's the wheel. Yeah, he is the wheel. So he's just that's what he produces. He produces the movie. I tense I, I sense a little bit of resentment. I think Wilter's a little pissed that we didn't bring him out here to talk about Slither at all. Did you want to say anything about Slither, Wilter? Uh, well, it does have to do with a place called Wheelsy, and I am the wheel. So I thought that at least I could have been brought in for that little uh, charming joke. Thanks for that, Jonathan. Um, otherwise, no, hey, whatever. I'm just a piece of wood with blood dripped all over it. I'll sit in the closet and eavesdrop <laughs> to a couple of assholes that think that they're important. What the fuck, dude? You're a lot meaner today than you were before. <laughs> yeah. I think he's just, I think he feels like he was he was going to be a part of the actual podcast. And I think that maybe he should be brought out a bit sooner in the future. I think that maybe Daniel should have been thinking about that. I, I miss, I miss talking to Wilter. I missed, I missed you, Wilter. How are you, buddy? Let's just ask how you, how you're doing. Cause I don't think anybody's asked you that yet. Oh, well, thanks, Nate. Of course, you know, I'm not surprised you're the only one that cares about how I feel. Um, doing great. Uh, just so that the rest of you guys know, I'm angry. And I'm saying angry words, but my eyes, or what I have, you know, eyes, quote-unquote eyes, are burrowing into the back of Daniel's neck. He'll pay for what's been done here today. You guys are fine. All right? Now, who wants to give me a good old spin? Okay, all right. Well, I guess uh, I guess that's between you and Daniel, then. I'm, I'm ready to spin. You guys ready to spin? <laughs> hey, do you guys want to hang out for a little bit longer after this? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm fine. No, 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 no. We got stuff to do. He's, hey, Jonathan's, you know, he's budding father here. He's got to go and, you know. Buy his wife some ice cream or something. Hey, oh. hey, hey, Nate, we're actually house hunting. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, huh? Is that going to be your excuse in the future? Just that's that's the card you pull, oh, my baby. I need to go see my baby. That's I can already see it happening. Well, and after what I've seen today, we're looking far, far the fuck away from here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So San Antonio. Yeah, because the wheel will kill your family. Let's not forget about that. that was You're going to move to San Antonio? Then you'll be like me. You'll be like a, you know, from a distance. The guy on the computer. You'll do it from home. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let me just give him a little bit of blood. I'll just use this wound that hasn't been able to close for the past couple of days. No need to even pull off a scab. That sounds healthy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. You want to see a doctor? I mean, I saw what he did to your cat. A stoma is a stoma, <laughs> as they always say. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. I love how we're all taking the the side of the demonic possessed wheel over the guy we've known forever. Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, if this was a movie, it's probably a smart move, right? You don't want the wheel to know that that you actually hate him. I don't hate him. He seems like a nice nice chap. Oh, you guys don't hate him? No, he's no. Oh, weird. He was asking about you guys the other day, and you know, it's hard to tell if you guys like him or don't like him, or if you're just really scared. So, you know, <laughs> I told him the honest truth, which is that I don't know if they like you or not. I, Wilter, I want to tell you right now, buddy, that I'm like 3,000 miles away. I don't have any reason to kiss your ass. I know that I'm probably the last person that you would, you know, 
go after in some sort of a demonic revenge sense. So I, you know, I'm nice to you because I like you genuinely. Yeah, I seems, agree. It seems like if I were the wheel, I would start from the farthest away and work my way back in. But <laughs> <laughs> and have, have we thought of you know taking a cue from this movie instead of you giving blood? Maybe we just give him some meat. Mm, meat, meat. meat. I don't know. Was it you cool with us uh, giving you some raw meat instead, there, Wilter? Uh, no, I I, I prefer uh, uh, blood, uh, preferably Daniel's blood. Uh, I'd like to reiterate here that I'm not coming after anybody's families. As long as you guys keep watching the movie, <laughs> there, we don't even have to bring this up anymore. I don't know why we keep bringing this up. Let's just give me a spin and let's get ready for next week. All right, guys, let's get together. Come on, go team. I just kind of got the sense that if we stopped watching movies or stopped taking part in the podcast, that our families would then be at risk. Is that right? uh, nope, didn't pick up on that. I just got a nice kumbaya moment. I'm, I'm all in. All right. It's fine now. It's fine. It's fine. You said as long as we don't stop watching the movies, then everything will be fine. We don't have to talk about it. Hey, anything. how about the guy who's not in the fucking room just shut his fucking mouth, huh? We just... <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of heavy breathing behind me right now. I'm very uncomfortable. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. I'm ready. The wheel is fed. I'm He's ready. He's lubed up, for lack of a better word. I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. That's, that's your ready song, Nathan. Let me hear your, your ready song. Right now. Hey. <laughs> no tomorrow. <laughs> Baby. All right. Let me just uh, get over there and give him a nice little crank. That's not the right word to use. Let me give him a nice little push. Spin. All right, just need to crank this up a little bit. Get a little leverage on it. There we go. Thank you. A lot of screaming. I'm not sure if I noticed that before. Landed on 100 lunatics, and the lunatic is Stitches the Clown. Next week, you all will be watching Stitches. What the fuck is Stitches the Clown? No one's ever heard of Stitches. Mm-mm. No? No. Nathan? Uh, no, I don't know who Stitches is. Oh, well, then this should be interesting. <laughs> this time we have to do a little bit of investigating. I know what Stitches is. Stitches is, in fact, a clown, <laughs> a killer clown, one might say, from mm-hmm. outer space. Not from outer space. From a Stephen King movie. Not from a Stephen King movie either. It's it's pretty new. Came out last year or two. And uh, I think this is great. I think the wheel knows what he's doing. I feel like he's inadvertently like choosing this very nice path of horror for us to go down. I predict that... Uh, I wasn't that surprised that everybody likes Slither. It's got a sort of vibe to it that everyone can get on board with. Stitches might be a little more... divisive is this like another horror comedy type sort of since he's a clown yeah we'll see when we get to it stitches it shouldn't be that hard to find in fact it might still be on netflix oh my goodness okay stitches stitches (laughs) snitches get stitches snitches get stitches bitches (laughs) snitches bin number two next week Watch it. Get ready. 
I promise it is not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> it sounds fucking awful. <laughs> Stitches bad clown. So that's that was the 100 lunatics black comedy horror. All yep. right. Looks like we're keeping a theme. Let's not let's not dive too deep into this. But this is good. You were saying we started with something on a really high note, and it would have been really weird to just skew off into some other direction. Here we're taking sort of a step out towards something else. I think this is a good move. Good oh, job, Wheel. God. Something tells me the Wheel didn't necessarily choose this movie. <laughs> it's like a twisted balloon animal filled with blood and guts waiting to burst. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. Uh, sounds like fun for the whole family. I'll definitely be watching this with uh, with my family. It is fun for the whole family. Who doesn't love a clown? Most Who people... in their right mind is scared of clowns? Clowns are pretty creepy. Aren't you scared of clowns? I used to be back in the day when I was a child and I watched Pennywise eat children from the gutter and Stephen King's It. But I've, you know, grown the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Nathan, any concerns, any words for next week, any wisdom that you would like to uh, give to our rabid listening audience? I was pleasantly surprised this week. I really enjoyed um, Slither. I am back to having low expectations. It's going to be like a format where we all like expect the worst and then we watch it and then it's like, okay, it, was, it wasn't that bad. So then it's like appreciation out of it because right. we should always bad. be the expecting the worst. Being yeah. pleasantly surprised, it's going to suck. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to throw in a, a nice like contemporary slasher movie. Something like Pulse. I'm going to throw in a nice contemporary. <laughs> I thought it was the wheels <laughs> decision. <laughs> don't get semantic on me will will did i have anything to do with that uh guys as much as i would love to just pour blame onto daniel uh, i can't really say anything to do with that i spun i read it out loud to you guys that's what it is it's not that bad all right fair enough whoa defending me a little bit (laughs) <laughs> now that I can get on board with all right now I'm starting to like just, the wheel just seems Wilter just seems edgy this week dude I hope you get some FaceTime with Daniel and I hope that Daniel lets you um, engage in the podcast a bit more next week because I would love to hear some of your feedback yeah well I'm just saying uh, after the previous time that we met uh, we all seemed really really chummy uh, it seemed like I was part of the group and this time I just got left in the closet the whole time I understand that's Daniel's fault but uh didn't really hear any of you guys mention my absence throughout I'm not saying I'm angry just saying it was something I noticed. Well, then maybe you should learn to eavesdrop better. Because <laughs> we were asking for the wheel throughout. So way to pick and choose what you heard. <clears throat> Whoa. Oh, I did take random bathroom. <laughs> a little aggressive, a little tense. Um, Jonathan, I yeah, want got very you quiet to over be here. <laughs> aware of something. I just want to give you the heads up on something, okay? Go um, on. Should... Should you move to San Antonio, um, you can you can rest easy because they also have an American Hockey League franchise. Ah, ah, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Pretty fun name, too. San Antonio Rampage. That's pretty good. Is there a hockey epidemic going on in America? I believe they're the I'm affiliate of the Florida Panthers, in case you were just wondering. Next thing you know, we're going to start having soccer teams. Uh, ridiculous. That's more likely. I mean, Mexico's closer to us. That so is true. It's like their thing. And I guess the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There it is. Spin number two. Stitches. 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 Our first official 
pick off of the 100 lunatics list. Good. Only 99 more to go. Nothing to do with Daniel Decides whatsoever. I've actually, in fact, removed that tile from the primary wheel and put it back a wheel. Back to where it belongs. <laughs> so now it can't automatically be chosen right off the bat like that. Um, there it is. We will see you guys next week. If you would like, take a visit over to 100lunatics.com. There you can listen to this show, our other show, Trailer Park. Get a commentary track from Shh. Um, you can reach me and the rest of the cast collectively at 100lunatics on Twitter. Jonathan, how do they reach you on Twitter? I have set up the creative name at John Fan Club. Is that right? There you Is go. Mine? Join the John Fan Club at John Fan Club. Nathan, how can they reach you on Twitter? At I hate horror. Except for Slither and Jason X and Jasmine. You have a Twitter. Do you care to share it with the world, or do you just not give a shit? I'm not even sure what it is. You got to make a name? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Everybody. I think you should do something. You should do something with jazz. You know, like jazzy, like jazz. How about we get people sending me suggestions, and maybe that'll pop At up At jazzy day. horror. I don't know about that one specifically. <laughs> Oh, wanted to point out with my Twitter handle at John Fan Club, John is spelled correctly J O N. None of that peasant J O H N bullshit. <laughs> yeah. H's are for peasants. Oh, it's a handle. Oh, I'm not with superfluous H's. Google his Twitter. Whip it. Whip it jazz. <laughs> at Jazzy and Wilter. <laughs> <laughs> at Jazzy and Wilter. Does the wheel need his own Twitter account? That's something interesting. It might make him a little less testy about not having a voice. We will look into it. For some reason, I feel like there's a lot of blood involved. It's going to take me a few days. Uh, Wheel, any last words before we go? Uh, just make sure that you guys watch the movie. Good luck. See you next week. Are you at it? Luck. All right, everybody. <laughs> Stitches. Stitches. We're out of here. It's just sad to me with the whole Tool thing that you go to watch Tool in an auditorium that houses right now one of the best American Hockey League uh, teams, <laughs> Texas Stars, who are the feeder farm team for the Dallas Stars NHL franchise. And it's just right there. It's just right there. They're, they're number one in their conference. They're going into the playoffs. They could win the whole championship, and you don't even care. Yeah. Well, we I'm have hockey. Right. Uh, that building houses the Austin Toros, which is a basketball team. I don't Pretty know sure anything about hockey. Yeah, that's all that's there is the Toros it's and the music events. It's the home of right. the Texas Stars AHL affiliate that's to the Dallas, Dallas Stars. And Stars. yes, Jasmine, you have a hockey team. It's a very good one. And it is doing very well this year. We, we don't like Weird. to talk about Dallas in these parts. I mm -hmm. didn't know Texas had a hockey team. Well, that's why the team's name is <laughs> Texas Stars, to stop anyone from thinking it has an affiliation to Dallas so that, you know, all you Texans don't start to fight with each other the way you fight with the rest of the country and the world. Oh, roller hockey. Okay, <laughs> I get it. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, that's kind of hockey? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess Ice can't survive here in Texas. No, it's Texas. No. Just unnatural. No, I thought that sounded weird. Yeah. Just so that everyone knows, Daniel is a Norwegian and a Canadian. <laughs> He's not a real American. <laughs> 
so he can't really involve himself the way he's involving himself. <laughs> oh, God. Even then, here in Austin, we care a lot more about roller derby than we care about hockey. Ooh, roller derby. Now there's a sport. That That is a derby. sport. It's actually my favorite sport. See? Yeah. See, now we're interested, Nate. Not not about <laughs> any of this, you know, what's, ice what's, skating nonsense. What's the Texas roller derby team? What's the Austin roller derby team? There's two different leagues. There's a TXRD and TXRG. So there's a flat track and a bank track team. I prefer the flat or the bank track because it's a lot cooler. It's like a racetrack that they skate on. It's fucking awesome. But there's five teams: Cherry Bombs, the Rhinestone Cowgirls. Mm, I should know them all. Oh, the Holy Rollers. Uh, Wait, it's a sport with women in it? It's all female. Yeah, see, all these teams I've female heard of. Run, I've female, never heard the Texas. The, I mean, <laughs> Ellen Page is on a team. Yeah. My friend was in that movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My friend in TXRD was in that movie. It's pretty awesome. All right. <laughs> see what we got. Hey, is here. that? Oh, that's like that that movie with Ellen Page and uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, we're good. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Way to catch up, Nate. Which was actually filmed oh. in Detroit. It's ridiculous, but it's about Texas roller derby. Well, we have female hockey leagues and stuff. Canada's starting to develop a lot of female hockey. As well. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so that means that you know. Being a woman, Jasmine, and being supportive of, of women in sport, you would you would want to support hockey, right? Uh, and females playing hockey. Saying this word hockey, what is that? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it.